Welcome to the Lovish Podcast, a practical weekly podcast centered on mental wellness, faith, relationships, and you guessed it, love. I'm your host, Sita Hood, a licensed clinical social worker. Now, sis, I should mention before we hop into the show, this is not a substitute for a relationship with a licensed therapist. You ready? Let's get it. How you doing, girl? You know, I am always going to ask, how are you doing? I'm going to always check in because strong friends and recovering strong friends, we don't got a lot of people that be checking in on us. You I sis? You Gucci? You need a break? If you need a break, sis, take your break. And I am serious. Stop what you're doing and take a break. If you're at work, take a break. Go in the bathroom, stretch your legs, splash some water on your face. If you're not wearing makeup, do whatever it is that you need to do to get yourself in the right headspace, okay? You have already guessed, I'm sure, by the title of this episode that we're tackling the thing that you might hear a lot of therapists say, and that is processing your emotions. But before we even get into that, I want to introduce you to the theme or the series for the month of November. Now, you guys seem to really love the wellness series. So I said, let's do it again. But this time we're going to be talking about resetting relationships and we're going to do it just a little bit different. And child, yes, you heard me. Resetting relationships, Auntie. So with the holidays coming up, I thought it was really important to give you guys some good content on how to process your emotions appropriately before you got to go see Aunt Barbara and them. We got to get your mind right, girl. So first, we're going to be talking about processing emotions. And then later this month, I want you to join me for an Instagram live. I'm going to do a live Q&A on November 18th at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Now, if you can't make it live, I am going to be accepting questions ahead of time. And then, of course, if there are some people that are on the live that want to ask some questions, I'll do my best to answer them as well if we have enough time to do that. Okay, so I know some of y'all are probably thinking, all right, sis, you talking about we about to tackle these relationships, but why are we starting with me? (laughs) I know, girl, I hear you, but we always have to start internally when we are discussing our emotions because our responses to other people also impacts the relationship. Relationships are two-way streets. So yes, people do stuff to us, but then the way that situations turn out is often a result of our response, if that makes sense. We cannot do a relationship reset without processing how we feel about what has happened. So let's stop playing around and dig in, shall we? Okay, so for those of you that are new to this concept, you might be asking yourself, what is processing my emotions and why on earth do I need to do it? At the core, processing your emotions is simply about bringing awareness to our emotions, our thoughts, and our feelings so that we can make sense of our reality. 
Now, I know in communities of color, we don't tend to have a lot of these conversations. And I can only speak for like growing up and childhood experiences because I have to be honest, I'm seeing this more and more in communities of color where we talk about our feelings in a way that is uh, validating and accepting. So the realest example that I could give you guys is like, let's say you go out in public and and you see a non-black or brown parent speaking to their child about how these actions or this situation made their child feel. And typically, as black and brown parents, we like, I don't care how I made you feel. I said X, Y, Z, and that's that. So, That experience teaches us as children that our emotions are not valid. What we think and feel is not valid. Now, I'm not saying (laughs) don't, you know, be firm and set the example or set the tone for the way that the relationship should go. I'm just saying that as black and brown parents, we need to switch it up a little bit in how we are approaching, you know, these conversations with our kids or even with our friends or whatever the case is. I get it. In a lot of situations, we are taught that being selfish is a way of life. It is important, you know, because I said so. That's why this is going to go this way, as opposed to being considerate of the kids' feelings. So I will give you guys an example of like what that looks like for me personally in my household. If, you know, my son's having a tantrum or something like that, I do give him, I give him a three count, one, two, and usually by two, he's cool. And I'm like, I understand that this is upsetting to you, but we have to do X, Y, Z so that blah, blah, blah. So spanking does not always have to be the instant response. If we think about it and you put yourself in the context of where, you know, a child is, they don't understand. They don't understand why they can't have something at that exact moment. All they hear is that you're telling them no. Even as an adult, if you think about it, you go into a place of business and you say, hey, I want this. Here's the money. And the person just says no. You're going to be like, but why? I have the money. It's right here. What do you mean? No. And your brain is going to start making up all of these reasons why, you know, you feel like that person is saying no. Oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm black. I'm this. I'm that. As opposed to, let's say you walk up to the counter, you say, hey, can I get this? I'm sorry, ma'am. We don't have any of those in stock right now. That feels a whole lot different and is manageable and understandable rather than simply being told, no, you know, you can't have something. Now, I'm not saying that every single thing is up for debate in this way, but it is important to teach kids this part of the process. When I say no, 
then you have to accept that. But also hearing how it makes them feel or reflecting how it makes them feel so that they still feel understood. They know that mommy is not being mean when I say you can't have your oatmeal right now. You can't have it because it's really hot and it's going to burn your mouth. You got to let it cool off for a second. So it's okay for us to actually explain stuff and break stuff down. This is the beginning of teaching people how to process our emotions. So if you're raised in that way where it's a because I said so or shut your mouth or spank you instantly because you're like, what? Why? Now, I ain't gonna lie. That tone better not be toning, okay? <laughs> Y'all know what I mean. <laughs> when it's like, what? Why? No, no, no. There's still a respectful way to say, um, how come we can't do this? And there's a time and place to say that. I am not advocating for talking back, okay? Do not leave this show episode and say, Cedar said it was okay for my kids to talk back. That's not what I'm saying. Hear me out. That's not what I'm saying. But it's important for us to bring awareness to our emotions and our thoughts and our feelings so that we can communicate them to other people. Um, in 2017, I wrote a book called 20 Days to Better Relationships. And in that book, I uh, it's a workbook. I give a lot of tips and strategies for how to have these conversations with spouses, with uh, children, even with adult children to parents where there might have been some violence in the past or some trauma in the past. So there is the reading portion of the book. And then there are questions to answer to prepare you for these conversations. And then even some feedback on, okay, how do I process my emotions? So if you want to get that book, the link for that book is going to be in the show notes. You can also use the code LOVISH for 10% off your copy of the workbook. So another reason we need to process our emotions is to release pain, to make room for future blessings, to understand who we are, to develop a sense of self-worth, and then ultimately to shape our worldview. So we have to figure out how I feel after this major thing happens in my life so that I can release it. If I think about perhaps, let's just say the concept of bullying, bullying happened to me. You know, if it happened to me, I internalized everything that happened. I never talk about it to anybody. And so I start to believe that that's who I am. Even when people compliment me, it's hard for me to accept that compliment because I was bullied and I didn't process how I felt about that. I just heard those words and ingested it subconsciously. So then if I go to process my feelings, now I come to understand, well, it bothered me so much because I already felt X, Y, Z about myself. But now after processing it, I can release it. And once we release it, that frees us up to see life differently. And if we can see life differently, then we can see the new and fresh opportunities that the Holy Spirit gives us every single day. And we come to understand who we are when we look at how how this thing affected me. 
So my perspective is going to be very different from your perspective. And I can come to understand why this meant something different to me based on my life experiences rather than what it meant to you. And then we just develop that sense of self-worth by understanding, okay, I'm not those names that they called me. I am actually the opposite of that. And they called me this because they were jealous of me. Oh, that makes total sense as opposed to maybe some other narrative that I had accepted just on the surface level. And so all of these things, these tiny bits of processing, all of these emotions from all of these experiences that we have help to shape our worldview. One of the tips that I have for you when it comes to processing your emotions is not to rush it. Do not rush feeling your feelings. Don't brush it away. Don't say, yeah, this thing happened. Okay, blah, 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 whatever. (laughs) Don't do that because you are only jamming yourself up and then you're going to be a bag lady. Bag lady, you gon' miss your bus dragging out in bags. <laughs> Y'all know I just love to be acting a fool on this show sometimes. Right. Okay. And yes, I said acting. And yes, I'm leaving it in here. Because <laughs> this is our culture. No, but seriously though, Acceptance is a huge part of processing your feelings because pretending like it doesn't exist does not make it go away. It only makes it harder. And when we carry all of these heavy bags with us into future relationships, again, we miss the blessing that could be sitting right in front of us. How many times do we see like someone who maybe got a divorce after, you know, they got a divorce and then they got married after the divorce and they start to blame their spouse or treat their spouse as they did their ex-spouse. That's because you still got some bags that you need to unpack and release. So we have to accept it for what it is instead of trying to rush it or brush the process away. And uh, y'all already know, like, I'm a therapist, so I'm gonna tell you or remind you that feelings are neutral. If you did not know or you've never heard that, feelings are neutral. Anger is okay. Sadness is okay. Jealousy is okay. Envy is okay because they are only feelings. Now, how you act upon those feelings is what matters. What you do after that is what matters. Emotions teach us about ourselves, just like pain teaches us and cues us into a physical experience that is happening. Emotions do the same thing for us mentally. So if I put my hand on a hot stove and I get burned, I'm going to feel that. That is a cue to my brain to remove my hand. So if I start to feel jealous over something, that's a cue that there's something going on internally with me that I need to figure out so that I can stop feeling jealous. Make sense? Okay. Before we continue on, we are going to pause and take a brief break to have a word from our sponsor for this episode. Hey girl, did you know that statistics show black women have a higher chance of developing high blood pressure and other subtle life-threatening diseases? Not to mention the mental health diagnoses we don't talk about. 
As a licensed therapist, I talk to women both in and outside of my office about ways to take off the superwoman cape and be themselves. Being a black therapist, I know how culturally we're often pressured to set aside our own mental wellness to do what we have to do. Girl, I've been there and I've learned how to stop the cycle and now I teach other women to do the same thing inside of the Pink Emerald Collective. The Pink Emerald Collective is centered on three pieces, establishing our identity, providing you with practical strategies and solid connections with a squad. Take Shanetta, for example. She thought she didn't have the time or the money to invest in herself because she thought it meant taking up a lot of space in her schedule when she had a lot to do. She also thought it might mean spending a ton of money for something that would give her temporary or superficial results like a massage or a bubble bath. Now, don't get me wrong, sis. That stuff has its place, but it's not going to help you take off the cape and flourish in life. Shanetta was tired of putting herself on the back burner. She joined the Pink Emerald Collective and learned how to carve out time for herself, resting intentionally, making boundaries her bestie while loving on the people in her life. And she is now connected to a tribe of amazing women who value sisterhood just like her. Enrollment for the collective with the 14-day trial is now open. And when you join, you get access to our free bonus course, The Boss Babe Reset, a 30-minute bite-sized masterclass to help you reset your routines. So if you're tired of being put on the back burner and you're looking for a squad, go to thepinkemerald.com forward slash collective to join today and grab your freebie. Okay, the last tip I have for you is to release your emotions when it is time and release it without animosity. Now, I know, I know, I just said don't rush it. And I mean don't rush it too. But there are two opposite ends of the spectrum. One where you hold on to it way too long and it becomes unhealthy. And one where you release it too quickly. So we talked about where you release it too quickly. Now I want to talk about when it becomes unhealthy. The first thing that you might be asking is, how do you even know when it's time to release it or when it's unhealthy? When bitterness comes up. Bitterness is not a cute word. It's a word that makes us uncomfortable. Nobody wants to be called bitter. But the reality is a lot of us have been and some of us still are bitter, bitter about life circumstances, bitter about the way somebody did us or we feel like somebody did us just bitter. So when that bitterness comes up, it blocks us from being able to move forward because everything that we see is through the lens of bitterness. And let's think about this together. If somebody gives you a cup of juice and it's bitter, you're going to spit it out. You're not even going to want to finish that cup because it's too bitter, 
right? So if we view life through the lens of bitterness, we're going to reject everything that comes our way because we can't see from any other lens. That's when you know that it is time to let it go. And I want you to know that the release is for you. The release gives you permission to heal, you permission to move on. I'm not saying that what they did was okay or that it didn't hurt you. But when we release things without animosity, we give ourselves permission to grow, to thrive, to change, to evolve. You cannot grow, thrive, change, evolve if you are stuck in a state of bitterness and you have animosity. That's going to be your demise. So I'm here today to gently say to you, you got to let it go if you've reached the point of bitterness and animosity, boo. I know it hurts. I know you feel like they didn't get what they deserve. They still look like they're doing okay. And that's not your business. Your business is to heal you. And to learn how to reset in these relationships that God has placed in your path. And you cannot do that from a state of bitterness and animosity from that lens. So I need you to take the lens off. I need you to release. I need you to let go. Because remember, we choose our reactions. Okay? And forgiveness and release is for us and not them. And honestly, I want you to be the best version of you that you can be. I want you to get all that God has for you. I don't want you to miss none of his blessings, not even the ones that are sitting right in front of you. But again, if you're viewing it from the lens of bitterness, you probably can't even see it that way because the enemy has your vision so tainted. So I need you today to take it off and walk forward in your healing. Okay. All right. Girl, what you been watching? What you been reading? What you been listening to? Media Queens, what's up? All right, welcome back to the part of the show where I tell you what's on my bookshelf, what's in my ears, or what I have been binging on TV. So right now, I am getting caught up on the very last season of You. And honestly, Joe is a good reminder of why we need to process our emotions and learn to read social cues appropriately. If you are not watching You, I would recommend that you check it out if you love psycho thrillers and you're into um, relationship stuff. You know, I would argue that if you're listening to this episode and if you made it this far in this episode, you probably are into relationship stuff um, because you're listening to how to process your emotions. And we're talking about relationships this month. But Anyway, I digress. You um, is a good show. Check it out. I'm only on episode two at this point, but I honestly didn't see how they were going to bring the show back because I felt like um, season two, I think we're on season three. I felt like season two was a pretty good surprise ending. They captured it. You know, I didn't feel like they left us hanging with anything. 
Um, except, of course, like the last five seconds of the episode. And I'm trying really hard not to give things away in the show. But, um, like I said, when we first started the Media Queens, Joe is a good example of why we need to process our emotions. Joe never learned healthy processing and that's what led him to be who he is in the show. They show you his childhood experiences, I think in season two. I don't know if they show you that in season one. I think it's more so season two. So you see what it was that brought Joe to this point. So if you guys need a real life, tangible example of why we should process our emotions, obviously you is a bit extreme because most people aren't going to do what Joe did. But if we honest, some of us be creeping on some pages. Sometimes if we being real, some people might creep in real life. (laughs) And that's where processing your emotions comes in. There's absolutely no judgment when I'm saying this to you. But remember that last part of the show that we just talked about releasing when we get to a certain point. So the show you is a really good reminder of why we need to release our emotions. And that is what I am watching this month. All right, love, I hope that you have enjoyed today's episode about processing your emotions, what it is, why we should do it, why you shouldn't rush the process, but you also need to release when it is time. As a reminder, please don't forget to visit the show notes for 10% off of the workbook, 20 Days to Better Relationships, using the code LOVISH. I hope that you can join us on Instagram Live for our Q&A on Relationship Resets, November 18th at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Finally, if you enjoyed today's episode, share the love, boo. Send it to a friend. Send it to your auntie. Send it to your mama. Send it to whoever you would like. And if you have about 90 seconds and you would head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review, I would certainly appreciate it. Reviews help the podcast to grow and they help us to open up the door for more authentic conversation. That is all I have for you this week. I'll see you guys in these social media streets. Bye, love.